Cloudcast Media. Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilly. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Good day out there, veterans and families, and welcome to Your Next Mission podcast, a new program initiative of the uh, American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack Tilley, 12th Sergeant Major in the Army, and your host. We have an outstanding show today. I should say we have an unbelievable show today. We're going to focus on uh, three corps in Fort Hood, Texas, and I also have a, a couple of stories about my experiences in the Army. You know, I love talking about me, but uh, now before we get started, I want to I want to thank our presenting sponsors. Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and and, a, and Veterans United Home Loans for making your next mission happen. I almost couldn't get that out. They love our veterans and families, and we certainly love them too. As I as I mentioned, today's theme is about Three Corps in Fort Hood, Texas, and I'm so excited and honored to introduce Lieutenant General Pat White, Commanding General, and Command Sergeant Major Arthur Cliff. Arthur Cliff Burgoyne, I almost messed that up, Sergeant Major. I want you to get it on me now. Uh, Command Sergeant Major of Three Corps in Fort Hood, Texas. Uh, Sir, Sergeant Major, welcome to uh, our podcast, Your Next Mission. Glad to have you on the podcast. Yeah, we're excited. This is going to be great. It's always a great day to be a soldier, so anyway, we can get back. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, and as long as you don't let the Sergeant Major talk about golf too much, I think we'll be okay here anyway. Hey, I, I know our audience wants to hear about you guys and all the stuff that you're doing, uh, but before we start, uh, can each one of you tell the, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and uh, you know, you know, know, your Army experience or whatever you want to talk about? Uh, sir, we'll start with you. Yeah, thanks, SMA. Uh, first of all, I saw the light. I was an Air Force brat, right? My dad was in the Air Force for 20-plus years. You made the right I, decision I, right there. Right there, right? <laughs> right? He never polished his boots. His, his, you know, his pants were untucked, and it was just – so anyway, I changed over to the Army side. Grit, but uh, God bless and rest his soul. Look, I, I have spent uh, three decades-plus in our Army, and, and, and I am honored to serve with our soldiers and to serve our families. Uh, I've got a, a great family myself, got three grown kids, three grandkids, life goes by like that, comes at you fast. Uh, and I'm just happy to be here today to talk a little bit about what we got going on here at Forehead. All right, Sergeant Major. Well, SMA Tilly, again, thanks for having us on and uh, thanks for, for wanting to hear about the soldiers of Third Corps in Fort Hood. Uh, for myself personally, I'm from uh, Slidell, Louisiana, raised in the bayous of South Louisiana, which really prepared me for, you know, my adventures in the Army. I can't believe they let you out of there, first of all. (laughs) uh, I I know. I can't believe I made it out of third grade. Um, But I I will tell you the the reason why I'm here uh, is because the values that my parents and my grandparents instilled in me, uh, they they taught me those values uh, way before the Army had values in itself. And so... Uh, I got to thank my parents uh, and my grandparents for really getting me here. But again, General White said uh, he's, you know, he served for a long time um, and uh, I, I'm privileged to serve our soldiers. And that, that's why we continue to serve, because we, we want to do what's best for our soldiers. But uh, I'm a third Corps soldier and a tanker. 
Over. Hooah! That's what I'm talking about. I love tanks. Sergeant Major Three Corps has a great legacy. Can you can you tell us a little bit about what this? What you know? What's the most important thing about your history? I think. Especially well, if, if you yeah, if you look at Third Corps itself, uh, we we own pretty much forty percent of Force Com's combat power. So if if they call Third Corps, they're calling to, for us to come finish the fight. Uh, 18th Airborne Corps, they'll go in and, and kind of pick a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you want to finish the fight, they're gonna we're gonna bring home America's hammer. Uh, that that's what Third Corps is all about. And so if you look at all the soldiers that we have uh, around the 90,000 that we have, uh, we're we're gonna bring the hammer to them. They don't call us to to play; they call us to win. <laughs> I'm a tanker. I love that story right there. You know, you have you just said you had ninety thousand uh, soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, and, and can you give give us a sort of a number with the spouses and everybody the size of Fort Hood, real quick here? Yeah, so Fort Hood alone has thirty eight thousand soldiers, uh, not including family members and so forth. And then in our Central Texas community, we're talking about DA civilians, family members, and retirees. You're looking at a half a million. And that brings uh, to the community about $9.9 billion in economy in the year. That's yeah, well, pretty big. It is pretty big. When you, when you think about it, a military installation, you think about it, it's really a small city uh, in, you know, in this, this part of the world. So it's uh, everything that goes on in any kind of city goes on at Fort Hood. There's no question about that. Great people, and there's no question. Uh, along yeah, we're we're, we're also ahead. the seventh largest uh, city in the state of Texas. If you look at us from a metropolis standpoint, you know, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, El Paso, but we're the seventh largest in the state of Texas. So <laughs> that, that, that's a pretty big number. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Sir, along those lines, the 1st Cavalry Division was formally activated in 13 uh, September 1921 at Fort Bliss about 100 years ago. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, first, um, man, our history goes way, way back. We're mounted warriors, right? Sergeant Major Burgoyne talked about that. It really all started with our cavalry. Uh, and Fort Bliss, which is the 1st Armored Division's home, America's Tank Division, is a part of the 3rd Corps. Its legacy, its ability to describe what the Sergeant Major talked about, which is the finishing force for the United States. right? That, that's what Fort Bliss started with the horse cavalry and it moved throughout the West and it became a part of Fort hood uh, in the late forties or so as we mechanized our forces. And we can talk about that later, but Fort, Fort bliss is uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, it really is the place where the mounted warrior started. Sir, uh, do you have a horse at, uh, do you and Sergeant Major have horses at Fort hood and, and do you <laughs> It wasn't one of the questions I was going to ask you, but do you ride the horses every once in a while? I know I, when I was in the army, I did every once in a while too. But uh. yeah, every once in a while. So, sir, uh, and I won't speak for Phantom Seven, <laughs> um, you know, but we do. There is a, there is, a, you know, as you know, physical training, right? You can go over there with uh, horse debt and, and conduct training in the morning. Um, they don't really let me ride the horses anymore. They let me try that one time, right? And uh, and so now the first cavalry division commander has taken on the rights for that. Because I really look for the fastest, strongest horse, and they don't want the corps commander on that. They want him on the slope. <laughs> right? Oldest horse that's out there, so it's safe. Yeah. Sergeant Major. That's, yeah, Sergeant Major, go ahead, buddy. You have a horse over yeah. there? Yeah, we, we have several horses over in the cavalry detachment. Uh, it's right outside the front gate. 
but the the horse I think that's really predominant for the third core is called the Death Dealer. And so the Death Dealer, General White talks about it all the time, and, and he talks about it. And, and I'll let him describe the Death Dealer, uh, and I'll uh, defer to him. The Death Dealer, is that what you said? Death Dealer? <laughs> yep. That scares dealer. me just talking about that. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, so, so I, 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 let me tell me the, the, the neatest thing at Fort Hood. What's, I mean, if, if I was going to visit Fort Hood, what would be the number one place I'd want to go look at it? Something I'd want to see while I was at Fort Hood, especially if I've never been on a military installation, I guess, other than the tanks. I know you want to see tanks and horses and yeah. Anything? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you gave the answer. I mean, if you go into any installation, uh, when you when you drive in, you look to your left, look to your right, and you see what they're all about. Uh, Fort Bragg, they talk about the, the airborne and stuff, and all they have is signs. But when we drive <laughs> in here to Fort Hood, you, you see tanks. Yeah. And you're going to see armored equipment. You're going to see it all over the place. You're going to see thirty-seven to 38,000 soldiers, and you're going to see about 19,000 17 to 24-year-olds just getting after it and just ready to fight. Yeah. I, you know, most people, again, most people don't know what you guys do for an average day. Real quick here, and, and I'm sort of throwing some other stuff on you, but real quick, tell me an average day for you, starting with the, I'm going to let Sergeant Major start off. Sergeant Major, what's an average day for you? What time do you get up? What time do you go to bed? And what do you? what's the first thing you do each morning? Uh, the first thing I do in the morning uh, is look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get up about five in the morning, um, just kind of go through some new stuff, uh, see what's hot. And then uh, my priority in the morning is to spend about two hours uh, focusing on functional fitness, focusing on PT. That's getting my mind right, my body right, uh, eating healthy and so forth. And, and I come in and I spend about two hours with the team here and we, we do PT. We do really good PT. And then we most importantly, we eat a really good breakfast afterwards uh, yeah. because I've I found that uh, you, you really got to fuel the body. You, you can't just go eat junk food, yeah. uh, especially, you know, when we get your age, we, we really got to. Uh, <laughs> Let me be careful out there. Be careful. I know. Yeah. You, I mean, you mentioned it. You said 100 years ago. I was going to ask you a question. What did it look like 100 years ago? It was um, Everything was a lot slower then. So just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But um, so so roughly. Uh, out of the 38,000 soldiers we have on Fort Hood, about 9,000 reside on the post. And so you can imagine, you do some Louisiana math, that's you know 29,000 people that are trying to get into the gate on a daily basis. So uh, as you can imagine, it, it gets pretty uh, uh, sporty coming in the gates every morning uh, with that, that many cars coming in. Um, but during the day, you're going to see a lot of training. You're going to see folks... Uh, uh, walking around with rucksacks on, they're going to be. You're going to see road marches with tanks going out to the ranges. You're going to hear a lot of booms. You're going to hear a lot of artillery shooting. Um, and at the end of the day, you're going to see some dirty soldiers uh, just exhausted from training all day, uh, ready to defend our country. Uh, yeah. That that's what you'll see. Absolutely, certainly. You want to add anything to that? Uh, I, I, well, I'm sure you start the same way every day. You get up and do your PT, and go ahead, sir. Yeah, uh, the first thing I do is turn off the alarm so Miss Emma doesn't roll over and punch me. <laughs> then I get out of bed. Then I have some coffee. And as uh, my battle buddy knows, I come in rolling hot for PT. Like, I don't get here a minute before the national colors go up, but I'm here just in time. And then we get after it pretty hard for a bunch of mature individuals such as ourselves, surrounded by a bunch of young men and women who have volunteered to serve their nation. 
you know, in the days like any other day that you can imagine, PT, breakfast, cleanup, get back, uh, and then figure out how we're going to help our core generate the most amount of readiness and lethality we can for our nation, right? That's our job. We fight and win our nation's wars. And so that's what the Sergeant Major and I focus on. He goes after individual squad level stuff. I get after kind of the high end collective. How are we going to resource it? How are we going to plan it out? So never a dull day here at Fort Hood or if we're traveling to the outstation. Yeah. You know, the funny thing when, when I go around and I talk to different people all over the country or especially recently, and, and a lot of them don't know much about the, the military and they don't know the kind of things. You, in fact, I really think they see the Guard and Reserve, which is okay. They do a great job, but they don't see really a lot about the active duty soldiers and the kind of things they're doing. And I always tell them that, you know, they raise their hand to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And, 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 and the other thing I add to it is, is they're willing to die for your freedoms. And the soldiers and the service members that you have there on Fort Hood are, are really war fighters that do the best they can every day to be prepared for war. And, and uh, it's, it's a God bless you for what you do and what you continue to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm certainly proud of you. I know our listeners are proud of the kind of things that you guys are doing for our country. We're talking with Lieutenant General Pat White and Sergeant Major Cliff Burgoyne at Three Corps at Fort Hood, Texas. And, and you're listening to your next mission podcast with me. I always love saying that. Your host, Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major Army. Sir, Fort Hood is known uh, for the place because of the quality of life at the post and, and the uh, area offered their families and all the great support you receive from the, the communities around you. Uh, can you elaborate on, on, on that a bit? And, uh, and, and you also, uh, I heard that you're rebranding and you're creating a, a greater place for Fort Hood. I, I would tell you that I know people are always rebranding, but I'm sure you're doing some different things to sort of rebrand Fort Hood to make it a little bit better each and every day. Yes, man. I think, I mean, that's the key, right? You just try to improve your fighting position a little bit each day. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, uh, years ago, Fort Hood took on the name The Great Place, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a little bit about the activities that are here, and it's a little bit about what we provide. Uh, I like to describe it as life's an outdoor sport. And here in the Army at Fort Hood, you can do anything you aspire to do or be because we've got it all. But really, the great place is a great place because of the people, yeah. right? You can't have an army without people. Uh, and so that's what really makes this this particular fort the great place, as Sergeant Major Burgoyne has been describing, all the people that do great things here. So the rebranding effort is really, um, and I get a little excited about it. I, you know, you only got one armored corps in the United States Army. Yeah. There, there ain't no backup. There's no plan B. There's only one. Right. Uh, and in fact, I would argue that uh, it's really the only armored core that you can find in, in any modern army that's out there. The only armored core. Right. Mm -hmm. The way we're composed and who's a part of it and, and how we go fight. And I think we ought to represent that. Uh, and so the rebranding effort is to bring that kind of forward, the modern era of armored warfare. Right. That we represent that no other formation out there represents. And so some of the very simple things uh, that we've done is, as my battle buddy mentioned, we put a, we actually put a tank at the front gate. So the first thing you see when you're coming towards Fort Hood, right, is an M1 A1 main battle tank. And on the gun tube says America's hammer. Right. So, you know what you're coming to. Then you pass through the gate yeah. and you come up on the headquarters, which is this humongous building that's shaped. I don't know if you'll be able to see it kind of like this little it's called a caltrop. Yes, sir. 
right? There's a story behind this thing in, in warfare. Uh, the building shaped like a caltrop. Well, we just unveiled two more tanks, right? Smack dab in front of this headquarters. And they represent our history as a core. One is the M18 Hellcat, right? We trained them here at Fort Hood to go uh, in World War II to destroy German tanks. Yeah, That's kind of the start of our history, right? And then there's the M60 series tank that sits on the other side that represents, you know, how you and I fought together back in the day, right? Yeah. This coming into the Cold War era and it bridged until we got our M1, which is sitting out at the front gate. So I, I think we ought to be proud of that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. It's our history. Yep. Yep. And and many great men and women have served in our army, and we ought to remember that. So that's what we're trying to do here is brand it. Yeah, you know, I'm sort of jumping in my chair right here right now because I'm, I'm thinking about tanks. I've been on uh, – now, Sergeant Major, you're going to bad math them, but I've been on 48, 60s, A1s, A3s, and then I helped design uh, the first M1 tank in the United States Army uh, at Fort Knox, Kentucky, and I got to shoot it and stuff. But I am proud, proud, just like you guys are, I'm proud to be a – an armor guy. And I love tanks. I mean, I need to shoot a tank just to get me. I'm pumped up just talking about tanks. That's for doggone sure. Sergeant Major, what about you, bud? You want to add anything with the, the general said there? Yeah, I do. Um, so for our listeners out there, uh, Sergeant Major Army Tilly, he's wearing a hat that says uh, United States Army 1775. And that's when he was born. Um, <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> and, and, and that was 246 years ago. But I, I will say, uh, seriously, um, so this was my first duty station. I was in uh, second armor division and, uh, we ran up in town battalion Avenue, you know, it goes East West. It goes all the way from the, from the West side, uh, clear Creek road, all the way, uh, to the airfield. And that's where all the units are located, uh, on battalion Avenue. We're re- renaming that to legacy Avenue, uh, to talk about the legacy of our, uh, folks that, that are here, uh, that have served here. And so what 1st Cavalry Division is doing, and we're, we're talking about uh, 100 years uh, birthday this year, I think it's September uh, of this year, is their 100th birthday. And we're going to rename Legacy Avenue, and then we're going to put banners up and show all the Medal of Honor recipients uh, inside of 1st Cav. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about the 3CR, uh, 3rd Cavalry Regiment, which is on the east side of uh, TJ Mills, which is the main road coming into the gate. We're going to do the same on that side. And so we've got to remember the people. General White talked about it. Uh, our pe- we're a people business. Um, and so we've got all the technology in the world, but we've got to maintain the history and the legacy of our people that have served not only this army, but our country. You, you know, it's it's great that you talk about history and, and, and armor recruitment and all this other stuff. It's, it's funny. I've been out of the army now since I got in 2004, so I've been out a long time. But I still get emails and, and text messages from people I touched uh, in the military. And you never know. I mean, you guys touch people every day. You talk to people every day. And, and that's part of your legacy about the kind of things that uh, you leave behind. So I, I tell people all the time, it's not what you have. It's what you do with what you have. And what you guys are doing down there at Fort Hood is just unbelievable. And I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just so proud. I got another thing I was just thinking about. What about the civilian community around there? What, what are you doing with those guys? I know there's a lot of things that are going on. And, and uh, are you, you really work pretty closely with the civilian community. Sir, Sergeant Major, either one of you can answer that, I guess. Yeah, I, I think we can both pipe in SMA. I mean, we, we range, our community connections range from Houston, right, to Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah. Like, and we are connected both at what you would describe as a brigade level, which is about 4,000 soldiers, mm-hmm. right, are connected to each of these communities and interact 
with each of these communities. And we also have a program called the Good Neighbor Program, where each year the commanding general and the command sergeant major of the Corps select those that have helped the most. And they come from the community. So we have a wall of fame that have our good neighbors on there. Uh, you know, the sergeant major talked about we do golf tournaments with them. The Ben Hogan Foundation comes here to celebrate with our soldiers. They've done it 10 years in a row and they're doing it again next year. It's pretty amazing, these connections, right? Because that's where we came from. And like your mission, that's where we're going back to. Yeah. And so it's important to be a part of that. And, and I know Sergeant Major's got much, much more he'd want to say. <laughs> Go ahead, Sergeant Major. Yeah, I, I really love being involved with the community. Matter of fact, Kate and I, my wife, uh, we, we always like to be involved with the community because we don't we don't think uh, the Army can do it by ourselves. I, I think we have to have the community support. Uh, which you already know. Um, but, you know, as far as the folks outside of our gate that really support us, it's, it's overwhelming. This, is, this community genuinely loves soldiers. They love the support uh, soldiers. They do it constantly. You know, um, we've, we've got tons of uh, businesses and partners out there that, you know, yearly give scholarships to folks uh, across the Army here at Third Corps as far as sending our uh, – kids to school, to college and so forth. Um, you know, it, it's, it's overwhelming. I, I can't stress that enough to our listeners that, uh, we need the community support as far as an army, because that's how we develop. We develop and grow as, as a community, not as just an institution. Yeah. It's all about the team. It's all about working together and, and getting the best out of everybody that you're working with. Sir, for decades, the army's fought coin counterinsurgency wars, and uh, recently, the Army has developed a new vision for uh, future battlefield. Can you elaborate on that? I can, SMA. And so what we've shifted to in the broader term is multi-domain operations. And I know that's, you know, many, many syllables and it doesn't describe warfare real well. <laughs> but what it means, right, is in the 21st century, our Army has to fight in all these different areas in the cyber realm, in space, right in our electronic warfare realm so it's it's more than just ground warfare for the army however it is large scale and that's what we're kind of coming back to you know you remember when you were iron seven right and i was just a young captain right and used to watch you and the commanding general that's a lot of years ago now (laughs) i know but that's what it is it is our ability to fight mass formations against our nation's adversaries and win and we will be contested from Fort Hood to wherever we're going. And so we got to practice that, yeah. right? And COIN was a little bit different. It was a little bit smaller unit, a little more precise. And so we're coming back to some of the old ways, but really incorporating how we're going to have to fight in the 21st century. It's called multi-domain operations. Yeah, yeah. Sergeant Major, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, for our listeners out there, if you can imagine, you know, we, we fought a certain type of war in Vietnam, uh, coming out of Vietnam, we had to change. Uh, and if we wouldn't have made that change, we would not have been successful in, in Desert Storm. But we did change. We knew the next adversary. And so we started training for that. You know, our coin fight, which is counterinsurgency, um, you know, it was, as the CG talked about, you know, kind of small teams. But the way I talk to my soldiers and our soldiers today, I tell them, okay, 
I want you to turn everybody upside down and I want you to shake them and I want you to dump all the coins out of their pockets <laughs> because we're not going to do coin anymore. Yeah. We've got to start focusing on large scale combat operations. And I think our army as a whole has adjusted and done a good job of transitioning to the next uh, peer or uh, adversary threat. Yeah. yeah one of the one, uh, we're going to take a break in a minute. But one of the neat things I remember the first time I ever talked to Joan Shinseki, he says, uh, he was at the time he was talking about transformation in the military. Of course, I tell people all the time the army continues to transform every day. They're transforming new equipment, new technology, new way to, to do whatever you're doing. And uh, and he told me, he says, Sergeant Major, he says, we can talk about transformation and changes until we're blue in the face for the next four years. And there's still people that don't know anything about it. But but change is a part of life in the military. And, and you have to be prepared for the, uh, the things that you don't know anything about, of course, but you have to be prepared for everything. The other thing I think is really important is, is focusing on the basic fundamentals of being a soldier, knowing and being proficient at that basic stuff that'll really save your uh, butt in a hostile situation. Uh, and I could talk about a whole bunch of stories that I've, that I've seen, a whole bunch of things that I've seen throughout my life about uh, the little things that mean so much, and and uh, it's just unbelievable. And I, I'm just so grateful that again that you guys would that you would guys would take a time to to talk to us and tell our audience about all the things you're doing. And we want to make sure that the audience of the people that are listening out there understand that these are these are war fighters. These are guys that care so much about our country and the kind of things that we're doing each and every day. So don't think your army's sitting on their butt because they're not. Each and every day they're risking their lives for you to be free. And uh, sometimes, unfortunately, we take that for granted. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Your Next Mission Podcast. This Your Next Mission Podcast is made possible by the Cavalry Agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at Cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at PurdueGlobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at VeteransUnited.com. Welcome back. I'm the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Taylor, and we're blessed to be here today with Lieutenant General Pat White and uh, Sergeant Major Burgoyne from Three Chord, Fort Hood, Texas. Before we continue, I want uh, all the listeners to reach out to me directly. Tell me about your transition. If you're going to transition out of the military, and if I can help you, please let me know. Tell me what topics you'd like us to cover. I'll cover anything that you want, something that helps soldiers. I'll be there for you each and every day until the day I die. So uh, it's it, this podcast is not about us. It's about you. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll reach out to you. I'll actually call you back or, or text you back or send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Okay, let's pick it up where we left off. Sir, uh, people are uh, Army's number one priority, and, and people first strategies is, you know, recently been implemented to bring that point home. What part does Fort Hood play in seeing the operation people first always at the forefront? I mean, is there, what, what are you guys doing there? What's the, what's the mission for people first down there? Oh, that's a really great question, SMA. So first, uh, 
I think Fort Hood is the vanguard for our army on this people first initiative that's going on. I am a strong believer, as you heard before, that we can't do anything without our people. So yeah. if we're not taking care of our people in the right ways, right, in the right ways, uh, we'll never be able to accomplish our mission. So in in the aggregate, what People First is about is giving our small unit leaders the right kind of tools to succeed with their formations, training them and certifying them so they can take care of their squads. They can take care of their fire teams. Right. They know where the resources are if they've got a teammate who's having some challenges in life. Um, that's kind of foremost what we're trying to accomplish with people first. And then off the back end of that, when you when you have that soldier, right, who has trust and confidence in their leadership, then we train hard, right? We train hard because that's our job. Um, but again, if you don't take care of your people, you're not going to get out of your people what you need. And there's going to be a little bit of hollow readiness built into our formations and a loss of trust that we can't afford to have uh, when we go to war. Yeah. You know, you know it's, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I one time when I was, a, I think it was a staff sergeant in uh, Freiburg, Germany, and and uh, some of my soldiers had screwed up and did something. So I was out there just chewing their ass and saying, "I probably nowadays I'd probably go to jail." But I was saying a lot of things I probably shouldn't have been saying. But but they was getting, you know, they understood exactly what I was talking about. And the guy next to me, the platoon sergeant next to me, walked up and he says, "Hey, look." you know, you're going to get in trouble for saying that stuff. And I said, let me tell you something. These soldiers know that I love them and they trust me and they know I'm going to take care of them. I may kick them in the butt, but they know I care. And so soldiers know if you're real or Memorex. That's probably an old term now, but uh, they know if you care. And they know just by your actions, because where you guys are today, you live in a glass house and uh, they're always watching the things you're doing. So, Sergeant Major, you want to add anything to that? I'm sure you got something to add to that. Yeah, I, th I think what you mentioned there is, is you know, our leaders, my leaders, is, you know, especially, uh, it was intuitive to them not just to be hard on me, but but to care for me. And, and I knew that uh, just by the way they acted. Uh, they were always involved. They, they knew where I lived, where I was from. Um, matter of fact, my platoon sergeant, I remember walking here, uh, walking into Fort Hood, uh, in the second armor division and my platoon sergeant said, all right, what's your, what's your mom's phone number? Um, <laughs> called him up and said, yeah. Hey, uh, just want to let you know that, uh, uh, specialist Burgoyne, uh, arrived to Fort hood safely and we're going to take care of him. Now the conversation changed once he hung up, but, uh, it, you know, you knew that, that your leaders took care of you. I think, you know, part of the reason why we had to come back to people first was, was that we've been doing this for 20 years on off on off every other year going to either Iraq or Afghanistan and into Syria um, and so it wasn't intuitive and so that's what what people first is all about I think is is just teaching our, not our, only our soldiers but our leaders how to care for folks yeah. uh, how to be genuine um, because you know if you look at the definite if you go talk to a soldier here on Fort Hood and ask him what the definition of people first is they'll tell you hey you got to take care of me which is absolutely true but if you ask me what the definition of people first is i'll tell you hey i got to provide all the resources needed for that soldier not only to survive on the battlefield but to win and then be successful in life um that's my job and so the definitions uh, range from private to general uh they're a little bit different but it also comes with a maturity as as uh General White talks about. He doesn't talk about old people. He talks about mature people. Yeah. But um, people first, though, is is it, it's got to be intuitive that uh, we, we care about folks. And uh, you described it, I thought, very well. 
Yeah. I think one of the other things, too, as you were talking, I was thinking about, I think because of the wars and the things we've been in for the last 20 years and stuff, I think some of those basic fundamentals of, of taking care of people have sort of got uh, pushed, not pushed to the side. Maybe they have got pushed to the side. It's not that they don't care. It's they're focused on their fighting skills and they're not uh, necessarily focused on those people skills. Uh, and they, I, again, they didn't forget about them. They just sort of lost touch with them. And I like to hear the fact that uh, we're going back and we're really just talking, uh, just uh, working on on making sure we build a strong team and communicate. And the key to success, and, and Sir and Sergeant Major, you know that, the key to success is is communicating with soldiers. I uh, I don't know if I was ever a very good communicator, but I tried to do my best. But one of the things I always did is I never walked by a soldier that I didn't want to talk to. And when I talked to them, I never stopped until they was finished. If they had something to say, I'd listen to them, and, and they could tell me whatever. And, in fact, I used to get uh, – people used to get mad at me when I was Sergeant Major in the Army. They'd say, Sergeant Major, we got to go. And i say, ah, bull, I'm not going. I'm going to listen to the soldier's issue until, until he's finished, and then we'll see if we can help him out. And, again, that's, that's about – it's about people first. It's about taking people and taking care of not only the soldiers but the families. Uh, the families are so critical with uh, all the things you guys are doing. I, I, again, I, again, I'm going to say this a whole bunch, but it, I'm so proud of you guys and what you're doing down at Fort Hood. And, and Fort Hood's a wonderful place. And, again, if the, the people listening to us today, if, if you ever get a chance, go to Fort Hood, visit, look around, and talk to some of the people that are down there. Sir, we're uh, and Sergeant Major, we're about out of time today, and I hope you had uh, enjoyed the discussion as much as I have. I, I, in fact, I've, I've loved it because you talk about Iron 7, so I, I love that. Uh, any final thoughts, any final questions, or anything that uh, you know, you'd you know, want to throw at us a little bit? Any final thoughts of, of anything, anything you want to talk about? Uh, sir, we'll start with you. We always start with, always start with the officer and go to Sergeant Major. So we got to start with you, sir. You go ahead here. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, SMA Tilly, look, I appreciate you allowing us to participate. I think this, your next mission is so important, right? For us to wrap our arms around those who have volunteered to serve our nation and go in front of harm's way for our freedoms. And we got to take care of them as they transition. Absolutely. And then we got to remember that after they transition, they're still a part of a really big family. Yeah. Right. The army is still here. They probably still have friends that are in the army. Um, but your mission and, and us being able to come talk about Fort Hood, uh, I, I really appreciate it. And look, uh, for all of the listeners that are out there, if you ever have questions or you need some answers to something, um, there are plenty of places to go. But in the end, find somebody you trust, ask the question, we'll get you an answer. So thanks again, uh, Sergeant Major Tilly, and, and, and I really appreciate you allowing us to come on this show. Yeah, well, the other thing I'd tell you, too, before, before we go to Sergeant Major, if there's somebody at Fort Hood, if there's somebody at Fort Hood that you think is uh, that we should share that information with the rest of the, you know, the country in middle America or whatever, tell us who they are. Uh, we'd love to put them on the podcast because uh, we want to, again, we want to share that information about uh, what you guys are doing each and every day. Sergeant Major, go ahead, bud. Well, SMA, again, uh, as General White stated, appreciate what you're doing, uh, what you continue to do for not only our soldiers, but our Army, who, you know, we, we absolutely love our Army. Um, but I, I, I want to, you know, just think about the soldiers that are deployed right now uh, in harm's way uh, inside the Third Third Corps and the United States Army, because, you know, it, at the end of the day, uh, um, we, we've got to uh, think about those folks because they're putting their life on the line uh, to support and defend not only the Constitution, but but the United States. Um, 
Second uh, and last really is is that, uh, hey, I'm a soldier for life. Um, the reason why I still serve is because I really enjoy the competitiveness of the soldier. And if you think about what a soldier does and goes through um, to get here in the Army uh, and what they do and what they give up, uh, it, it's phenomenal. And I love being around soldiers uh, because, you know, anywhere, anytime, uh, they'll, they'll be willing to fight uh, for the soldiers standing next to him. Yeah, you know, again. one one of the things I think is always interesting, you know, you can you can take the uniform off of me, but I'll always be a soldier, and you'll always be soldiers. Uh, it's just in my DNA. I love the Army. I love our country. And, uh, you know, you'll never change me. I'll always be a soldier, and I'll do all I can. The other funny thing is that that I may not talk to you for 20 years. When I talk to you, it's like talking to you yesterday. You know what I mean? It, it's uh, You never forget those little things that, that mean so much to uh, again, to you, but also the country and the soldiers that you serve each and every day. Remember, it's about protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. It's about people that are willing to die for your freedoms. Never forget that, because uh, that's something I think people sometimes will sort of push off to the side. So thanks to Lieutenant Colonel, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, Lieutenant General Pat White. <laughs> I don't want to demote you here, so you get mad at me on that one. <laughs> Lieutenant General Pat White, Commanding General and uh, CSM McGoin, uh, Command Sergeant Major at 3 Corps, Fort Hood, Texas. I, I, again, I can't thank you enough for all that you do and all that you continue to do. I'm Jack Dilley, 12th Sergeant Major Army. You've been listening to your next mission podcast. And, and thank you for listening today. Please visit uh, us at our website at yournextmission.org or, or leave me a review. Hopefully it's a good review. Uh, I know every once in a while I'll screw something up, but that's okay. That's that's part of who I am. You can also visit our partners here who can uh, provide you with some so many services that will assist you in your transition from the military. Also, please visit our corporate partners and see all the jobs that are available for you. There's plenty of jobs out there. All you got to do is ask, and, and they want to hire military. There's no question about that. Please know we want to assist you uh, any way that we can. Remember, I said it a whole bunch of times, we're part of a family. We believe in each other. We believe that we fight with each other and we'll do whatever it takes to, to make everything right for you. So I, I'm, uh, I'm excited about uh, just talking to soldiers and seeing the things they do. Please follow us on uh, my personal social media channels. I never thought I'd ever say that. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and, and LinkedIn. And and also be there, uh, you know, on, on a podcast, on a podcast, and listen to us on your next mission. Thanks again to Lieutenant General White. I got it right that time. And Sergeant Major Begoin, it's uh, great having you guys on the podcast. And don't forget, we want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134. Send me an email, smatilly at uh, yournextmission.org. Uh, at, at the end of each podcast, I always like to tell a little story about me. I love talking about me. Uh, but I think today, I, I think today I probably talked about me all much. It, it's, uh, I was blessed to be a soldier. Uh, I wasn't a good person when I was a kid. I was a terrible person. But the Army changed my life. It made me who I am today. It's a wonderful profession with some wonderful people that, that love and want to take care of you. So uh, if you're not sure where you're going in life, reach out to... Uh, reach out to the Army and let them, let them bring you in and let them be part of their team because they only select the best. You know, you always hear all those ads about other services, and I won't get into that too much, but uh, the Army takes the best people in the world and they put them in there and they make them men and women that you certainly can be proud of in this country. And, and I'm uh, proud, to, every day I'm proud to say I served. I served this country the best I could, just like the people at Fort Hood. 
Again, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Cloudcast Media and, and, of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and uh, Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate all you do for our military each and every day. And uh, so, like I always say, see you on the high ground. hoo <laughs>